Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast, where each week we belly up to the bar with a new guest, find out what they do, who they are, and what makes them great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Above the Bar podcast. It's your host, Sean. We have bellied up to the bar today. We're lo- it's it's another ladies' night because we we're, we're lucking out here two weeks in a row. We have the opportunity to have another lovely lady joining us, and you don't have to stare at this mug the entire time. So, and we didn't even you know what this is like. Oh, I keep forgetting to do this, and I normally ask. So I'm gonna she'll have to tell me in a minute. But she has manifested her, and I I didn't tell you this either. I don't have any. I, there's no script for how I introduce people. So just be prepared here in a moment. I, I you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to manifest the best opening that I can for you so that everyone knows what power there is in manifesting things. And I've even got my own steps to making it happen. So joining us and she'll tell us what parts here she's at because it's dark. So I'm going to assume it's East coast, just like my myself here, but joining us is the, from, I love this line from orphan to Oprah, Miss Michelle J. Lamont. Hi, Michelle. Hey, how's it going? Once excited for ladies night part two. Ladies night part two. Just no ghost. No ghost this time. Okay. Whatever you say. Oh, look, Shaggy just showed up. What's up, Jason? Been a while. See, I said no ghost tonight. And then our buddies from Shaggy from Paranormal in the Funhouse shows up. (laughs) So. Hey, Shaggy. So how are you, my dear? How are things? Listen, life is great. It's, it's, is it just glorious? It is, you know, my wildest dreams. That's what I'm talking about. So we're going to find out about those dreams here in a minute. So real quick, let's go ahead and get some house cleaning done here, folks. And then we can talk about what Michelle's got going on. We're going to learn about manifestation. And if you want to do a quick look as I'm doing my house cleaning, you can always check out Michelle with two L's, jlamont.com. But, oh, look at this. Cody's even showing up. Everybody's showing up. Cody's going to love this because Cody is Cody is uh, America's – she's going to mess this up. Cody is America's joy ambassador. She's going to correct me because I forget everything. She knows it. But uh, real quick, folks, if you're finding me through Michelle or Michelle through me, Please take a moment, share, like, put all this out there so other people can know what we've got going on right now. They can see see this show. Also, if you've got maybe something you're looking for somebody to support, you've got something that you're thinking about, as always, folks, we've got the big board over my shoulder for Sticker and a Cause. You can reach out to me on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok. It's all the Above the Bar podcast. Even our email is the Above the Bar podcast at gmail.com. Shoot me that email. Let me know what you got going on. I'll read all about your stuff free on the air so everybody can hear what you've got going on. Very, very simple that way. Also, now see that beautiful window that you have behind you, Michelle. Mm-hmm. And I see that you have a window treatment on there. I'm going to guess that that's a single panel uh, grommet top with a tie back. Am I, am I pretty close? I have no clue. It's a hurricane. So you have no idea. And that's why you need budget blinds of East Greenbush or budget blinds of Hudson and Cooksaki, New York. Budget I probably blinds, do. They've been around for 30 years. They're America's largest window treatment company. 
They've got something for everybody. They can help you figure it out. And these are all custom fit for your home. Make sure you're reaching out to them. You can find them on them also on, on Facebook, on Google business profiles. They've got it all. Check out what they've got going on. And for this month, they're actually, their big promotion is up to 18 months of interest-free financing through uh, budget blinds of East Greenbush and budget blinds of Hudson and Cooksaki, New York. Make sure you reach out to them. Let, let them know that you're there to belly up to the bar. They're going to take great care of you. All right. And see, I told you it was America's Joy Catalyst. I know I get it wrong. I get it wrong every time. I, I don't okay. remember, I don't remember things. So if would you mind telling us where are you, Miss Michelle? I am in beautiful St. Pete, Florida. Oh, uh, we were just talking. I was just talking to somebody about Florida. Oh yeah? Uh, well, because we, one of my customers is going down to uh Key West, which is very Florida's like New York. You tell people you're like, I'm going to Florida, and they think everything's like 10 minutes away from everything. Yeah. I th- people are like, oh, I'm going to New York. And it's like, you're coming to New York? They're like, yeah. And you're, you're like, oh. Well, they're like, well, stop by. I'm like, I'm nowhere near the city. They're like, what? I mean, do you mean Manhattan? Do you mean the island? What are you, yeah, what are you yeah. talking about New York? Like, I'm two and a half hours. Those, those, yeah. I mean, New York is very widespread. Yeah. I'm nowhere near that. In any what What's up, Air Radio Apprentice over on Instagram? How are you, brother? So I'm learning also that Instagram's messages don't come over into it so we're, we're getting it all figured out here so let me let me make sure i got all your your story as, as right as i got it so we mentioned the orphanage to oprah mm-hmm. you've been involved you know you're an entrepreneur podcaster i love the happiness expert you and cody joy catalyst and happiness expert you guys could just do something that is a lot of a lot of uh sweetness and a lot of <laughs> happiness going on but i mean you you are i mean i don't know how do you even all right so i'm trying to get it all into my head so manifestation is there's a lot of i love the idea of manifestation i truly believe that you know keeping positive things out there in the air keeping positive thoughts out there the more you speak it into existence it does it will happen for you but i think also and I'm, I can't wait to get your take on this. I also think that people don't understand manifestation and they think, well, I said it 10 times. Why didn't it happen? A- am I on track? Yeah. So, you know, the shortest explanation is manifestation is the art of bringing something from your thought into reality, right? So if you're talking about the metaphysical idea of just repeating something over and over again and sending that energy out, well, it's like putting gas in the car with nowhere, no address and nowhere to go. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And there's a lot of different aspects to it, right? There's the quantum field. And so you have to talk about whether you're talking about particle or wave. Then you're talking about your subconscious mind. And in your subconscious mind, you have your Thoughts that you're not thinking that you're thinking. So 80% of your brain is subconscious. And these thoughts are coming in whether you want to think about them or not, because you may have experienced trauma in some way. And so the second that you say, well, I want to manifest leaving my job and starting my own clothing line. The inner child in you that was told no or didn't spend money on them or, you know, whatever it was, 
has all this like insecurity and fear. So your amygdala gets triggered and in the brain, we just can't stop these things. So when you go and repeat something 10 times, you're not, it's not abracadabra, but abracadabra is manifesting and it does mean manifesting actually in Arabic. But what you're doing is you're clearing a pathway for the universe to make it the easiest and best way for you to transmute your energy from your thoughts to reality. Okay. So that is absolutely the best definition I've ever heard of manifestation. Um, so, but that goes back to my original, the original thing though. So how did you, where is it in your life where you kind of go, wait, I, I figured this out. I can make this happen for myself. I, I, I have the formula because when, when you started talking about the science side to it, it really has a feeling of there is a science to it also. Mm -hmm. So, so when did you, did you figure the formula out yourself? Did somebody introduce it to you? How did that happen for you? Well, there's nothing original, right? Everything's a copy of something else. Everything's a copy for something else. But um, yes, I'm a first generation American. So I'm Colombian American. And um, when I was 11, my mother died of undifferentiated lymphomic cancer. And it was about two months, about four months before my 11th birthday. I enrolled in seventh grade. I came from a successful family. They had multiple businesses. We grew up quite nicely. And my dad picks me up from school and drives me three hours away to an orphanage and I never see him again. Um, I didn't get to say goodbye to my dog. I didn't get to say to my brothers and sisters. I just lost my mother and I lost my entire life. And let's just say that in a state run orphanage in Texas, you're not attracting the cream of the crop. You're attracting the, the cream of the creeps. Um, and so I endured that until I graduated multiple different ways and times, physical, sexual, emotional abuse. Get a scholarship to college and um, meet somebody who I thought was going to protect me and da 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 da. And it ended up being a very uh, tumultuous, long. Um, in the beginning, I didn't know he was a narcissist and then figured it out later. So in 2015, um, after four miscarriages, um, a lot of mental, emotional, and financial abuse. Um, I filed for divorce and I divorced him. And in April 23rd of 2016, I attempted to unalive myself. And when I didn't succeed, it was the first time really I had failed at anything because whenever you receive a really big trauma when you're a child, you're out of control. So some people go to becoming like addicted to things. So alcohol or drugs or sex or whatever it is, shopping. And then on the other side, people become um, planners. So they want to be perfectionists. They want everything to be like so perfect. So whatever trauma can't happen to them because they're not going to be walking around with their eyes wide shut. And, um, when I survived my suicide, I was very upset and I was very angry and I just, I didn't do it with a gun. And, and I had so many trepidations. I went to gun Glenn class and they said, women generally, um, change their minds at the last minute and move and they become quadriplegics and they have all these things. And so then you would have that walking around with you every day. So I'm laying in bed and I'm thinking like, do I go to the Texas pawn loan pawn shop and buy that gun that I'm thinking about? Or do I try this again? And my TV just comes on out of nowhere. 
You you already told me nothing nothing is by accident. Yeah, I didn't say by accident. I said out of nowhere. Okay. And the remote was in front of the television. And I'm staring and I didn't believe in God and I didn't believe in any of that thing because what kind of God rips a child from its mother, its home, right. its family, blah, 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 blah. I didn't understand the broader scope of things, okay? And so um, I'm laying there and the TV comes on and all of a sudden, I didn't really understand even what YouTube was because at the time I was a, a publicist for network television and I uh, just worked, did a lot of different types of PR work, did television, did sports, did all, all varieties. Um, excuse me. And um, this TV comes on and it's like YouTube and this man's on the screen. And he says, when you change the way that you look at things, the things that you look at change. Wow. And for right, right? Wow. Right? And so for whatever reason, I sat up in the bed and I continued to watch him until like four o'clock in the morning. Um, I would just search everywhere for this man. And then the next day I got up, I went to Half Price Books and I was like, I need every book that Dr. Wayne Dyer has ever written. And they were like, well, there's 44. I was like, I'll take all 44. I read about 50 books a year. So I was like, I can do that. I can do 44 books. She's like, oh, we only have 18. I'll take, I'll take the 18. And from that, I went back to school and I got my mindfulness cognitive therapy in an 18 month program. Um, and the first thing we studied was the brain. And what I learned was I knew there was something wrong with the computer, but I didn't really know what it was because there were so many different issues that had happened. And I'm sure a lot of people who are listening can understand that they've had childhood traumas. And I'm sure you've had experiences in your life. Oh, yeah. And so there's a part of our brain that's behind our ears. It's very tiny. It's called the amygdala. And the amygdala is the seven sensories that we push back on. So fight, flight, fear, fornicate, freeze. Um, I can't remember the other two, but there's seven Fs. And the second that the thought comes into our mind, like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to live a happy life and I'm not going to work for somebody else. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work for myself. The minute that that trauma comes in where you felt insecure or abandoned or like you're an imposter or you're, it's not for you, it's for other people, or I don't look right, or I don't sound like, or I'm not educated, I'm not the right color, I'm not the right sexual orientation, whatever it is, that's the amygdala stopping the thought from the, uh, from the frontal cord, from the back of your brain, um, from your reticular activation system, the RAS, and then right here, the amygdala goes, wait, remember when we did this last time, how hurt we were, how disappointed we were? how upset we were, how it really pissed us off, how it didn't work out. We're not doing that again. So it dilutes, goes from 100% to 70% to like 30%. And then the frontal cortex comes in and says, I mean, it doesn't sound that bad. And so then you start talking to everybody else because you don't trust your energy and your intuition. And so everybody else is making your decisions instead of being guided by the universe. Wow. And look, you know, we're in one solar system. We're in one solar system, and there's 156 billion with a B. There are That's... infinite possibilities that anything can come into your curiosity. So, I got to—I mean, that's a ton of information. I got to pause you for for a moment because I want to dive into into that. I mean, there's so much there, and folks, again, check out michellejlamont.com. See what she's got going on there. If you're watching, please hit that like and share and, and all those different things so that other others can hear about what she's got going on and see what's happening here. But 
I want to ask a question here, and we've got a couple people that popped up real quick. Uh, Crazy Aunt Rose says she's learning to manifest in her vintage world. That's just because she is a full adult. Uh, she's not a partial adult like like I am. She she's a full adult. And then Cody says that uh, Wayne Dyer is a magical man. Ha ha ha. I'm not surprised he was the vehicle in which the message was sent. Super cool. He, yeah. I'm telling you, like you and Cody would be all kinds of buddy buddies. My she dog is. is Wayne Dyer Lamont. <laughs> and my it. other dog is Dolly Parton Lamont. So whenever we go to the vet, they're like, Dolly Parton? Mine is Magnus Murphy. So, oh, okay. You got it. He's, he's a quirky. <laughs> he's Magnus. But, but so, so I just kind of want to go back to 2016 sure. here for, for a second, though. Sure. And so, you're going from, I'm going to end it all. I'm done with the world. I'm over the world. I was just done. Money didn't matter. It, you know. you're, you're, you're done to, you know, the next morning, this absolute, for lack of a better, almost a an obsession to like, I need to learn this. I need to understand what the person is talking about. How long did it take you before you revealed that to people that were close to you in your life or you trusted in your life. And when you did, what was their reaction? Well, for somebody who really never fails and had already known that she was going to succeed and written letters to people, it was a pretty hard walk back to, oh yeah, I decided to, you know, like, Hey, I survived, uh, just got out of the hospital and, uh, yeah. So I'm sticking around. Looks like. So um, <laughs> when did I start telling people about manifesting? When I, when that experience happened, I'd never had anything like that experience in my life with Dr. Wayne Dyer. I'm somebody that did not believe in crystals or psychics or like, I just wasn't leaning that way because I always thought they were like scammers and right. not authentic, you know, and I'm a Scorpio and I'm a life path nine. I can read through bullshit in five seconds. Okay. You got to educate me. I don't know what a life path nine is. And, so, and yeah, so I have my them. nine right there. So, um, you can just take your birthday and calculator. You can go into the internet and put in life path calculator and you put your birthday in and it tells you your numerology. And that numerology is like, if your astrology sign is your sexual orientation, your okay. life path number is your DNA. Interesting. Yeah. So everybody's numerology is different. And so nine is, this is my last time here. So nines so, don't have children. Um, they come, they, they go through a lot of pain and turmoil and then they become, um, spiritually awakened if they awaken in time and they're not part of the lower matrix. Um, and they come here to elevate people and to help people, uh, step into their divine abundance. I'm a five. It says, okay. So this is your fifth time here. Okay. Um, how do you resonate with the description of the five? So it says people with a five life path number or in a lifelong adventure. They are ready for anything and want to soak up every experience this world has to offer. <laughs> Life path five people tend to learn by living and don't allow themselves to get stuck in any situation that has outworn its interests. The moment things start to get humdrum, a person with this life path will move on to something more fascinating. That's absolutely me. Uh, that, that, that in of itself, 
I'm the person like, like I, I own my own business. And the biggest thing I have to always teach myself with owning my own business is not to allow it to become routine Mm -hmm. that I have to constantly be adding things to it or looking for things because I'll pick up on things pretty quickly and be like, all right, I got this. Somebody else run this. Let me go do the next thing. So yeah. yeah. Interesting. So I've never, like I've heard of numerology before, Mm -hmm. but I always heard it associated with like ancient Hebrew and it was a lot more involved with like your birth date and the way your name is and in a lot of that kind of stuff. I, I always heard it differently. And you know, there's a, there's so many different ways to, um, map out the blueprint of your life, but everything in the world breaks down to some mathematical equation. I would agree with that. Absolutely. So if, you know, it was JP Morgan that said, you know, millionaires don't study astrology, billionaires do. So if you're going to do the numbers and you're going to have an interest of having abundance in this life, which is just a game, it's just a game the universe is playing. Um, then you're going to have to expand your horizons and push yourself past what you would mentally be okay with for yourself. For me, mentally, if I had heard, if, if 2015 Michelle could see 2024 Michelle in this interview, um, they'd say that was an imposter. Michelle would never talk about that. She's, she's so practical and she's so pragmatic and she's so, um, such a planner and all that sort of thing. Um, but the universe, you know, when the universe has a plan for you, uh, you better move out of the way pretty much because the universe is going to get what the universe wants. I'm not going to argue with, with you there in any way, shape or form. I've always, you know, even my, my mother has always taught me everything for a reason, everything for a reason. I mean, and this is a, she's a very spiritual woman mm-hmm. and she just, you know, her, her outlook is look everything happens for a reason. And folks, look, the reason you're here listening to Michelle is you want to learn more. So make sure you're asking questions so she can hear you. You like how I do that, right? I just tie it. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. It's it's just magic. I'm pretty good. I manifested that magic with a K. K. I like it. Magic Mike. Um, (laughs) So, but now here's my, I want to, so you kind of had to let people know that, Hey, this is where I'm at, but where does it become? Now it becomes a career path. A so I, I owned a yeah. So I owned a PR agency. Well, I have multiple entrepreneurs, and my first business at year three, I was thirty three thousand dollars in debt. I had a car that went in first, third, and reverse. Um, you know, all I had was like college junk. And um, by year five, I was doing over a million dollars a year and moved to multiple locations, seventy six employees over eleven years. Now, then, which business was that? Uh, that was called Foxy Paws. And that, oh, that was the, the, um, because th- that was the first one where you had the, uh, gosh, and I read it, the pet, the uh, pet boutiques. Yes, thank you. So we didn't sell dogs, just for the record. It was only very posh collars and clothing. And I designed a large part of it. So I was able to mark it up, you know, 10,000%. Um, you know, beating the, beating the system every step of the way and that sort of thing. So um, when, the, when Al Gore invented the internet, uh, the malls crashed and I sold my name to my biggest competitor and my unfortunate husband came to me and he said, you're getting a job. You're not going to be, you have to, yeah. Can you see me? See yeah, the electronics? 
That that was weird. <laughs> like, like you bounced out and I've never had somebody bounce off and bounce right back in that I didn't listen, let back in. The listen. universe, the universe had you covered right there. Right. And so um I said, you know what? I did so many TV segments for the store. I really think I could be a TV media specialist. Didn't even know what that was. Went to the library, checked out a book on PR. And I was like, yeah, I can do that. And had my first client before I closed my store. And then my third client was Dancing with the Stars, Dallas Cowboys, um, and all the sports because I was in Dallas. So I became an overnight success. My Within 45 days, I was net, I had net $50,000. And, um, and so the universe was just like, Hey, let's go this way. And finally they made it apparent that I had to divorce my situation and, uh, filed for divorce. And thankfully I was able to heal myself. I was able to forgive my father. I was able to forgive my predators when I was a child. I was able to forgive my ex-husband and most importantly myself. And during that process, you know, it was very hard to talk about manifesting because the, the league that I was in with national clients and networks and athletes and that sort of thing, you have to be insurable. And somebody who is talking about spirits and manifesting and, oh, by the way, attempted to unalive herself, is somebody that's probably a pretty big risk for a company to invest, you know, a $100,000 project in, you know. So I set myself a, I decided that I had really, manifested quite a bit and through clearing of my brain and starting to go to retreats, studying energy, studying quantum physics, studying um, how the Buddhists live, how the Hebrews live. I'd be, you know, I was, a, I'm a Colombian Texas girl and we would cut its horns, wipe its ass, bloody as hell. I became a vegan, been a vegan since 2018. Um, there was a spiritual connection to a Buddhist retreat that I went to that just took that away from me. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and so, um, through all of those transitions and changes, um, I came down to the point where I either had to take PR gigs or really just, I was teaching angel classes on the weekends, What's an angel um, class? teaching you how to invoke angels, how to work with angels, how to open portals with angels, um, how to invite angels into your life. Um, how to see them in action um, and know that they're always there for you and, and working with you. Everybody came here with an, a team of, of light, a team of energy to help you. Um, so if you've never done it, think about this. Imagine if you get somebody who doesn't believe in angels and you're assigned to that person. That angel's on a smoke break their whole fucking life. <laughs> Listen, I know this guy. They're like, who did you get? Oh man, he doesn't do shit. I give him 11 11. I give him 333. 3. I stopped an 18-wheeler from killing him. He was on that motorcycle. I stopped the motorcycle. He never even thinks about me. It's like, who do you got? Michelle J. Lawant. Oh. She's on. Oh, you got oh, one of them. She's I'm on so that jealous. shit. Yeah. I'm so jealous. Right now, just kidding. So you, you can activate this. You can you can work with this. And um, so I said I set a precedent. I said. There's three things that the universe has to bring me in 45 days and I'll quit PR. The first is a Ted talk. The second is Oprah Winfrey. And the third is a $10,000 manifesting client. And I had actually just applied to Ted talk. And in my city, Dallas, Texas, where there's uh, about 8 million people, 
Uh, the city I live in now has 200,000. <laughs> There's probably more dolphins than people. <laughs> and um, this morning there was like 20 dolphins right behind my house. I live on the water. And um, so I had uh, I put my, my application into TED Talk and I was applicant 2,244. Um, this charity that was kind of close to my heart asked me if I could get them some TV. So I said, sure, booked them a, a gig on ABC. And I go into the ABC station and they have their own mini Starbucks because it's such a big, uh, it's, a, it's not Scripps, it's a Belo. And so they, they have these big corporations and they have a lot of money. They don't want the newscasters and the reporters leaving. So it's a free mini Starbucks. So the two ladies that were gonna do the segment brought this older lady who I assumed was their grandmother. And I went over to her and I was like, hey, would you like a coffee? What would you like? There was a cop that got shot. So we're going to have to wait for an hour to go back on the air. Um, so we're just going to, you know, chill here. I just want you to be comfortable. So I go and get her her little, you know, drink and her little pop thing that she wanted, a little, little candy pop thing, a oh, cake the lot, pop. The cake pop, yeah. Yeah. And I go down and I sit down and she was like, um, she was like, well, how'd you get involved in PR? And we started that conversation. She's like, so do you love doing PR? I said, no. And it was the first time I ever said it out loud. She goes, uh -huh. what do you, she was like, what? I said, I really am a manifestation coach. That's what I really am. She goes, you got a speech on that? And I said, yeah. And I had been practicing for my TED talk. And so she said, well, you got one that's seven minutes? I said, yeah, actually, I just finished one that was seven minutes. And she goes, can I hear it? And I said, sure. I was like, oh my God, I just, I just memorized it. So I start with a good impact statement from Einstein. And then I go in with theory. And then I talk about how manifesting has changed my life and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I finished and she's sipping her drink and she's just looking at me and she goes, Michelle, do you know what Ted talks are? <laughs> and I said, yes. She goes, you know, there's auditions to Dallas. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me, guys. And I said, Watch yeah. Thank you. I said, I just, I, I just filled out my application. And she goes, you did? She was like, spell your last name? She opens up her little laptop. She starts sitting. I'm like, what is this lady doing? And I thought she was maybe going to set me up with her son. <laughs> All the moms always want to set me up with their kids or their uncle or their brother. And... Um, she said, Michelle, that was truly one of the most magnificent ways and eloquent speeches I've ever heard on the subject. And I've been studying the law of attraction for 40 years. And I said, thank you. She goes, you know, there's five seats for Dallas. I said, yeah, I'm applicant like 2,200 and something. She goes, well, there's actually only four. I said, no, they changed it. Like I was so disappointed. I was like, there's only four slots. I was like, no, how does grandma know? And she goes, I'm the president of TED Talk Dallas, and that's your seat. You just got it. No audition. That's yours. What? 17 days later, another miraculous situation happened, and I got a one-on-one -on -one with Oprah Winfrey. And then that got me on a segment on ABC. I go to ABC. I do an angel segment. This woman calls me and says, I own a tech company. I need a spiritual coach and somebody who can write press releases. How would you like a $10,000 a month contract? I said, guess I'm changing my Instagram to manifestation master because I got everything I wanted. And that, was, shit. <laughs> that was the beginning of that. <laughs> Holy crap. Like, wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, wow.
I mean, Michelle, I can't, I, like, I'm trying to, to put this all in my head. Sure. I mean, that is, I mean, that's riding that wave of energy mm -hmm. right to every spot that, that you wanted. I mean, I can't even, I mean, even I got to tell you, so it's crazy that you're here. And so I've been doing a lot of read. That's why I want, want to talk to you so much. So again, I told you I'm re been reading laws of success, which is uh, Napoleon Hill. If you've never read it. Sure. Of course. And they don't refer to it as manifestation. Well, the name really wasn't what the trending right. it, name was for it back then. Back then it was, um, what was it? It was, uh, gosh, I can't think of what, what he refers to it as, but it's auto, auto suggestion. Auto suggestion. Yes. Yes. Uh, but he talks about things like using, uh, they refer to telepathy, which is very well, telepathy interesting. Telepathy is true. The it, CIA it, has proven it. it. But it's very interesting. This is in the 1920s. Sure. You read this book and they're like, Listen, if you make $20 a week, make sure you're putting $3 away. <laughs> Ladies, you know, your man your man needs a sandwich. I mean, that's what's in this book. And smoke but, your cigarettes when you're pregnant. You know, listen, everybody smokes camels when they're pregnant. It's safe <laughs> that way. I mean, exactly. the book is very interesting. But as we're talking here, and I told you that you and Cody are going to be the new best friends. I, Ooh, I I'm just going to let you know that because one of the things that you, I forgot about was that you had the pet boutique thing. Mm. So see, and I owned a boarding facility and sold it. Uh, definitely peeps. Ha ha. Love Rockwell Michelle. She owned, she's up here in the Albany area and owned a boarding facility for pets. And she does. And I can't, I'll mess it all up. It's trans dance, transcendental dancing, <laughs> something like that. She always yells at me. Yeah. I, I can't it. wait to meet her. And then my buddy, Corey, is in Grapevine. Grapevine, Texas? Grapevine, Dallas, Texas. Yep. There you go. And, you know, he could use some manifesting in his life because he's got some things going on. Here he is popping up. And then Lisa Marie, she saw you pop up a week ago or as I started this and, and sent, she's one of my wife's closest friends and was like, I need you to remind me when this comes on. I need to, I need to see this woman. <laughs> and then Cody, again, good luck with that, Sean, trying to, Make sense of it. Ha ha ha. The divine is magic. I, I never get it right. It's it's not, so. So now we're I mean, we're full fledged at this point. Sure. You said what you were going to manifest the the Oprah piece, the you know, the TED talk, the 10 the 10 K gig. You you say that it, that's going to happen a, and and you put it out into the into the world and the universe says, I got you. Yeah. When the Oprah was the third thing and I that night on the carpet, I changed it. And, and we're, let's not stop there. You've also, I mean, I, the Kardashians, I guess we'll go with that, but I mean, come on, Kim K is pretty great. I mean, is she, but Cindy yeah. Crawford to me is amazing. That was my very first manifestation, um, right out of the orphanage. So when I was in the orphanage, um, Waco children's Methodist home in Waco, Texas, uh, it was, it was a very, very evil place, very cruel place to be. Um, and here I am, a Latina. We grew up dancing. You know, we're always moving our body. We're not allowed to sing. We're not allowed to dance. I was in trouble all the time. It was a Methodist place, and they didn't let you sing. They wouldn't let us do anything. We had That's very, very, very some Methodist, and we sing all the time. Exactly. The front of the, exactly. the, front of, the of a of a Methodist hymnal actually lists how you should sing and and giving all your energy, like it's in That's the front. Right. Of our exactly. That's very odd. Well, the reason that they did that is because um, they didn't like the music 
uh, of no that. Bond, no Banda? Yeah, yeah. All of that kind of stuff. You know, George Michael with an earring. And they couldn't control that. So, you know, there's only so much Amy Grant you can listen to. And so anything outside of that was considered indecent. So you could sing Amy Grant, you know, but anything above, you know, like maybe, you know, I don't know, whatever 1920s music was, they were like, no, if you sing anything indecent, you're in trouble. So I was very indecent, you know. Um, <laughs> and um, I, I would get magazines and the magazines would have this, first of all, everybody was a blonde and this was the first brunette bombshell ever, right? And so I would see all these pictures of Cindy Crawford and I would tear it out of the magazine like I was in a hypnotic trance. And I taped them all up to my little wall and I would just stare at her all the time. And I was like, I want to have a mole. I want to be 5'11". I want, you know, I want to go to Princeton. You know, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be like Cindy Crawford. And I would just talk about her to everybody. So long story longer, right after I arrived in college, um, I go to my suite, to my dorm and um, I, I, all my possessions fit in a garbage bag. And so I pull out my, what I think are prized possessions, my tape ups in the wall on like day two, I'm putting like a guest photo up and everything. And this girl comes in and she's looks like a model, Rachel Brazé. And she comes in and she says, um, why, why do you have all this trash on the wall? And I said, Oh no, that's, that's my Cindy Crawford wall. She goes, you really like Cindy Crawford that much? I was like, Oh my God. I'm obsessed with her. I was like 17. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so obsessed with her. And she goes, wow, that's so weird. And I was like, what? She goes, I'm a model and I'm modeling with her next week. I go, what do you mean you're modeling with her? She's like, yeah, she's lead model. I'm second. And I'm like, wait, what? She's like, do you want to go? I'm like, it's me? She's yeah, but do you have any clothes to wear? Because everything you wear looks like pretty, pretty raggedy. I said, no, I'm, I'm homeless. I just got here because I have a scholarship, so I don't have any clothes or shoes and stuff. Like, my stuff is pretty bad. And she's like, well, my mom's rich. Let's go shopping. So she took me to the mall. She bought me guest <laughs> jeans. She got me a limited sweater. You know, she got me a denim jacket. She got me another pair of jeans. And she's like, all right, we can go. And then this car service came, and we get to the mall. And, you know, back then, it was like Britney Spears in the mall. Everybody's right. in the mall. So there's a, it's wrapped around like a Kardashian, around the block, around the block, around the block for Crawford, for Cindy Crawford. And we get out and we walk in and I'm just like, all oh, these models and makeup. And I just lived in an orphanage for the last, you know, eight years. And we had to like fight for cheese and bread and stuff. And everybody's just gorgeous and glamorous. And Rachel opens the door and the guy goes, you're not a model. She goes, she's my assistant. And I just follow behind her, my little five, six self, you know, I'm like, Aah! and then I turn the corner and there's Cindy Crawford. And I'm just looking up at her and she goes, hi, I go, hi. And her bodyguard goes back, get back 10 feet. She goes, will you stop it? She goes, I'm so sorry. Do you want a photo? And I was like, yeah. I go, you're the most beautiful woman in the entire world. And I've, I've been staring at your picture for the last two years and I'm obsessed with you and I love you. And I, and I, I just, I love you so much. And she goes, well, you're so beautiful. And I was like, why did you And she goes here, she hands a little camera, the, the camera to the security guard and he takes the picture and that's the picture on my website. And it was all, I was literally out of the orphanage for like 
14 days and I manifested Cindy Crawford and the universe was just telling me, hey, when you set your intentions on something, they will become particle and manifest in your quantum field. So that's why your thoughts and your beliefs and your systems are so important for you to calibrate this energy and we're all energy. So everything is energy. This microphone is energy. This microphone is energy. Um, this water, you know, if you ever read Dr. Emoto's book, The Hidden Messages in Water, he proved, and the, this experiment is, is done all the time in colleges, that your thoughts can change the molecular structure of water. Well, what's not water? Oxygen has water. Your water, your brain is water. Your food is water. Everything is water. Well, that's the entire thing in dune i'm a big dune fan yeah well they ran out of water well no in dune if when she when uh lady jessica becomes the bene Gesserit uh mother to all all the uh gosh i can't think of their the character's name but she actually has to as she drinks the poison she has to use her mind to change mm -hmm. this from poison to basically a drug or an aphrodisiac almost to change be able the molecular to, structure. She has to change the molecular <laughs> structure to it. So it's Very that clever. Basic concept. And Cody wants to know, did you manifest the, the Cindy Crawford mole? I didn't. Unfortunately, okay. that never appeared, but right. I do so have a great photo better, with her. <laughs> but she said better than the, that's better. That story is better than the mole. And she <laughs> Thank and you. My aunt Eileen says, this is awesome. So, <laughs> and, so, I mean, God, I mean, you have, I feel like I could do like 10 episodes with you because so, I mean, we haven't even scratched the surface here and folks, again, uh, I know most of you don't, aren't used to that. I have the second screen now we've had it for almost a month. That's why I keep looking to the left. So I'm over on Michelle's website where you can see, you know, alignment expos 2024 podcast. She has her one-on-one -on -one coaching and zoom calls and all these different things you can do like. 3,000 different courses that you could do. Um, I'm a little bit of an overachiever. Merch. I mean, a little, but that's the <laughs> other thing to you that I'm very curious about. So we, we talked a little bit about this beforehand. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot with manifestation that people, if you're, if you're a doubting Thomas, you hear it and you think, okay, so you believe in magic. So you're, you, you say it and it magically appears. The other side to it is, I think some people take it to the other extreme, which is uh, I can't do anything. I'm manifesting going out into the world. No, go out to the world. You can say it, but you actually have to go and do it. You right. have to law of action. There, there, there's exactly law of action needs to be applied to it. When you're working with people to teach them the process, the science of it, what is probably the, the first big obstacle for most people to get over when it comes to this and, and we're getting close to closing the bar and this to me is something that's that's huge is I, I what is that first obstacle for most people to get past well they just don't feel worthy of it and so they don't love themselves enough to believe that it could appear for them so when your whole life has been like devil's advocate kind of ideology it's very difficult to just say you know what throw caution to the wind I'm going to move to a city I've never been to. I'm going to start a business I haven't had. Because you don't feel worthy because you don't love yourself enough. And we are not taught to love ourselves. We're taught to be appropriate. We're taught to be 
um, orderly. We're taught to, you know, get the house, get the Labrador, get the degree. But nobody says, follow your dreams, follow your heart, put your intuition into it. And if you're lucky enough to have been growing up in that type of environment, like people who grow up wealthy, wealthy people, and I've been around wealthy people my entire life, I've always had to work with them and, and been hired by them and had big, huge contracts with them. They never think about money the way that other people think about money. If they lose a hundred thousand, they're like, oh, well, well, what do we learn? Because they just assume more money is coming. So if you didn't grow up in an environment where somebody was like, you know what? I don't care that you're not a painter. Go and try to be a, a butterfly wrangler. Go try to be an artist. Go try to create your own clothing line. They say, get a job. What's your degree in? Get in health insurance. Make sure you have a home. Nobody says, why would you want to be tied down to a, a contract that you you don't even own anyway? You're never really going to own it anyway. And the government could just decide any day to walk up and say, we're going to put a road here, yep. you know, and you could have just traveled mean. the whole world and seen everything. You know, I've lived in three countries. I've been to 22. And I can tell you that no matter what you're doing right now, you are not living your life enough. And every single one of us has a date with the toe tag. So between birth and the toe tag, how are you going to manifest your reality? What are you going to put your intentions on? And what are you going to collaborate with the universe and say, you know what? I am fucking worth everything that I want. And I'm going to step up to the plate. I'm enough and I'm going to ask the universe to fill in the gaps and I'm going to do everything possible to be the attractor in that relationship. That is huge. And I love the idea that most people want safety. They will Correct. sacrifice everything for safety. But what's safe? Well, the other side to it is, is most of your most successful people in the world through caution to the wind because they did, you know, whether it's, whether it's the universal energy, whether it's, you know, faith, your faith based and you believe that God is manifested that into your life, Absolutely. whatever your, your belief system mm -hmm. is, you, you have this idea that you have to go out and do these things. If you don't like, I, I'm a hundred percent with you. I was the guy 20 years in the Marine Corps. Hey, I'm going to have this when it's over. I'm going to have that when it's over. Right. It, it was. Most people I can say, well, tell that about you. Most people say, well, that's not safe. Well, it, it was safe. Mm -hmm. You know, it, there was things that were going to happen when it was all said and done. Yeah. Then the railroad. It was there was going to be a railroad pension when it was over. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I stepped out into my first job outside of the railroad that I was like, all right, this isn't as safe as it was before. Mm -hmm. And then. That only took me a couple of years before I realized I just got to go do my own thing. Mm -hmm. And then realizing that I can do this. It's still scary every day. I, I operate off of fear. That's not, not good. Kind of, because but no, no, here's but it's not the fear thing. In the way. Hold on. Let me tell okay, you. So, okay. so my fear isn't like, oh my God, I'm scared. No, my fear is I have to succeed. I have to achieve. I have to move forward because I fear the people that I would let down if I didn't. Mm. So that's where, to me, I don't see it in a bad thing. Like I'm right. not a big fan of motivation. I think motivation is the wrong term that most people are like, I'm motivated. Well, then you lose motivation very quickly. Right. Well, then it, it leaves your ability to retain the motivation after 
35 minutes, an hour. Like if you do affirmations, it's gone. There's very, there's different techniques you have to do for those types of manifestations to last longer to kind of like cement them in, but no. But you have to remember something like you're fighting. It's almost like you're in this fight. Like I am not going to lose. And is that it? That's it. That's my fear. So what happened if you were to turn that around and say, I always win? I do though. Okay. But instead of I'm fearing it, I'm receiving it. I always win. You're going to have to tell, God, we're so close. So you're going to have to help me to understand that better. Cause like in my head, I say what you're saying. Like I operate off the mindset of I, I can't lose. Okay. There's that fear. So, so I can't lose. So, but you're bringing a negative into the equation loss. Okay. I always win. Okay. You're no, just, I see that. You're just putting that positive intention in there. You're, you're switching the words. Happy to glad. Switching the words because it. you're coming from lack, thinking that you might lose. You're putting losing into the equation. Why even put it into the equation? We don't need it. The The formula isn't necessary. I get it. No, I, I get that. No, that makes good sense. I, I and, like that. And another way to think about it is you can only be ruled by two things, faith or fear. And so if you're going to give all of your energy to fear, fear is always going to win because everybody's fearful. Right. But if you're going to give it to faith, you're kind of raising your vibration to a realm where the people who are really successful and really manifest what they want and really are attractors and really become magnets to the reality that they want, they don't dwell in that area. I, I, I didn't understand that with money until I became a manifestation expert and I had a really big block with it. And then once I broke through that, it was like the floodgates I've always wanted opened up. Um, I had a, uh, somebody in my last class, she had $110,000 in debt. She was esthetician. Uh, she is esthetician. Um, she was very fearful of money. We did one-on-one coaching for six weeks, broke up some of those bad habits. And then she took my class, um, and manifested in front of everybody in the class, $150,000 in three weeks. And it wasn't the first person that class manifested, I think 300,000. So once you learn how to get out of this reality where you have to bargain with the universe instead of saying like, hey, why don't you just like, it would be so much more fun and adventurous if I didn't have to worry about these things. And then put those intentions and actions behind it. Do your visualization, speak of it in a positive way. So one of the things that I love to say, and all my nieces, I make everybody say it, Whatever you're looking at that you love the most, your house, your car, your bank account, your health, your partner, you say to the universe, this or better on everything. So if I look at the sunset, like today, there was two little boats going past my house like this, you know, and the sun was coming down and I have 27 palm trees in my backyard and this, it's just idyllic. And I said, this or better, this or better, this or better until the sun went all the way down. I just did a little chant. Like a mantra. Yeah, I just walked around my pool and I clapped for the dolphins and the stingrays and the sharks and everybody. I was like, this or better, this or better, this or better, this or better. Because I'm always in appreciation because there's a difference between gratitude and appreciation. Gratitude is, oh, thank you so much. You know, I was so hungry. I'm so grateful. And appreciation is like, yeah, I deserve this. And I'm appreciative of it. I love, I love that too. Right. Because there's time where you are grateful. You know, if you were hungry and somebody gave you food, grateful. But if you desire living on the water and the universe brings you a house with dolphins in your backyard, you're appreciative because otherwise you don't belong here. You're going to worry that you're going to lose it all the time or the money isn't going to come in or whatever. So 
manifesting was even mentioned in the Bible. Okay, crystals were mentioned in the Bible. This thing goes back from the beginning. Even Jesus the Christ spoke about it. So no matter what sect or religion, no matter where you are, there's going to be something in your family ancestry, your religion, your background that has taught you that what you think about, you bring about. And if you go back to the Bible, which I'm not a religious person, I, I appreciate all religions. I think they all have something to teach us. But in the Bible, there's only one time where God speaks and says his name and it's with Moses. And Moses says, but what shall we call you? And God responds, I am that you say I am. So every time you say I'm broke, so be it. I, so that's funny you say that. I tell people all the time, you own what you say you are. Well, you're co-collaborating with the creator because you and the creator are not separate. Because you're made in his image. That's right. And so if you're, if you're that person, you could also make a tidal wave. You could also make a hurricane. You could also make 156 billion with a B solar systems with suns and moons. I mean, if they tap your DNA, they're going to find stardust in it. This is science. This is facts. Google it. So you're not who you think you are, and you have so much to explore. Wow. You're, Michelle, you can just hang out with me all the time. Anytime. Just, invite me anytime. And, I mean, I'm loving this. Cody says she loves she loves the green dress. You look oh, fantastic. Thank you. I had a stylist pick that out for me. And uh, she also threw out here, she loves doing things that don't make sense to people but feels good to her. Correct. Now, you brought this up. And I knew he was going to manifest around at some point. Um, someday he'll manifest a good fantasy football team, but <laughs> not anytime soon. So Nate wants to know, do you have a meal when you're hungry that you like to manifest? He always asks a food-related question. Well, I'm a vegan. It's um, okay. Yeah. So there are certain foods that you eat for certain practices. So I do candles. I work with crystals. Okay. And if it was a full moon, I might be eating things that are more water-based. Um, and so I put that into my practice for the night. Okay, um, so you take the vegan side even to that level based on – like my, my oldest daughter's a vegan. My youngest daughter's a vegetarian. I wouldn't be surprised if my six-year-old, as he gets older, <laughs> doesn't be, get into just pure raw diet because he right. loves vegetables and, and fruits and would rather eat that. He's the kid that when we go go out to eat – he wants a salad, no dressing, no onions, no croutons, cucumbers, tomatoes, and lettuce. And he's more than happy just to sit and eat that. Um, but I never have heard somebody. So you take the vegan side based on your your faith, and that's how the meals are prepped based on what what the season. I don't know if that's the right. Yeah, place, absolutely. Yeah, food is. is a big part of different practices and different oh, ways of of bringing things into your reality. And so, you know, um, there's so always manifesting right now that for me, what's, what's the meal? I mean, come on. Now. Oh, uh, oh my gosh. You know, for me, it'd be like lion's mane fried chicken with Mac and cheese from I whole like, foods. I like lion's mane, love lion's mane. It's so good. And I like the texture of it. Yes. And I just found a recipe and my friend made it. We went over to her house and she made it. And it was like eating Popeye's fried chicken or KFC fried chicken. I was like gobbling it up. But I'm on Ozempic, so that's like three bites. It's like, uh, uh, okay, I can't eat anymore. 
So, so now here's my other thing though. And I always ask this of, of every vegan. Mm-hmm. Now, mushrooms are, Cody said lion's mane, yum. Uh, and she also said faith, 100%. But my whole thing is, is all mushrooms breathe oxygen. Mm-hmm. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. So, and they're also the only organism of its kind that, like, have you ever seen the Japanese railroad railway thing? Have you ever seen that? No, I don't think so. Where they actually took a fungus, put it down, and they had how the Japanese transit system was running before, and they put this fungus down and let it run, mm. and it actually created better pathways for their trains to run. Of course. Mushrooms are geniuses. And it ended up that's how the Japanese railway system or transit system is now because of how this fungus moved. Yeah. Oh yes. I have heard that. Yes. I did read that somewhere. So yes. this is a living or living, yeah. breathing organism. Yeah. How Trees all talk as, to each other. How can you eat it as a vegan then? Cause it's so, living breathing. Right. So all, first of all, the vegetables agree. Okay. They all signed up for it. They're like, yes, let's do that. <laughs> But <laughs> I love it. The okay. vegetables are like, you can eat the mushroom. Yeah, you can have the slow. mushroom. Like the carrots, like, go ahead. Um, but for me, the animals are whenever we purchase an animal, we're purchasing suffering. Okay. Because the animal okay. is living in horrendous conditions, even in, you know, open field, whatever, life, open cage, whatever. It's not. And they are enslaved in a system that they don't have to be in. And so when we sign up and we buy the Big Mac, we're ensuring that this cow is going to have its baby ripped away from it. It's going to be in a pen. It's going to be stuffed. It's going to be sexually assaulted. It's going to be tortured. And then every part of it is it's not going to be killed humanely or ethically. And that whole life, it just sat there eating all that fat and all that anger and all that suffering and you're paying for it, and then you're ingesting all of their pain and all of their suffering, and so you're transferring that energy into you. That's and a, I love that approach. I'm gonna tell you. So, so I'm, I hunt, I grow my own vegetables, sure. I do all those things. But that's actually the first time I've ever heard it explained that way. That I, I could, I could see that. I could get behind that mindset. Uh, it's very different. Uh, I, I could say that because I'm always very, I'm definitely not anti-vegan, but I'm always like a raw diet makes more sense to me because I, I've i watched people that are like, I'm going to be a vegan. And then you're like, you're eating Twinkies and <laughs> Ho-Hos because they don't have anything real in them. Right. You're sucking down more chemicals that are not helping you in any way. That, that's, Michelle, you are absolutely and I'm not nothing against my other guests, but you are one of the most fascinating people <laughs> I've spoken to. Thank in a you. I'm. I love your energy. I love your mindset, folks. Again, MichelleJLamont.com. She has. <laughs> we could probably go for another two or three hours with her, but I'm going to promise you, if you look on her website, MichelleJLamont.com, you you can get lost in everything she's got here. Uh, I love right, even right there, empower your mind to work in harmony with your desires. You know, everything is right there. She's got, you know, her calendar with her little halo right there. 
you know, the, the green, the green, there's the green dress. I didn't see the green dress. There's the green dress. <laughs> I'm sitting there going like, I remember sliding through this website, but I mean, you've just got so many amazing things. There's the Cindy Crawford picture that, that are happening here on your website. Uh, I mean, Troy Aikman, I guess. Okay. I mean, <laughs> he's very nice. I mean, he's, he's not my favorite announcer, but I do like, uh, What's his name that was the Cowboys uh, quarterback? God, I can't think of his name right now. Romo? Tony Romo. I think Tony Romo is probably the best sports announcer I've ever heard. He's absolutely amazing. Oh, and then Cody's over here. Uh, she's. I'm telling you, Cody's going to be your new best friend. Don Tolman speaks about this in the way as well. It's so true. Uh, and then found her on Insta, followed and friend. Whoop, whoop. Look, folks, as I, I'm say, look for you. as I say every every week, if you're finding Michelle through me or me through Michelle, go find Michelle on Instagram. Go follow her Instagram. Go see what she's got going on. Go see if what's happening in her world so that you can know what's going on. If you're like me and you're on LinkedIn a lot, she's on LinkedIn also. Go see about all those things. Take that time. She gave you this energy today to speak to you about what's going on and to help you learn about manifesting what's what you could have in your life. I, I'm telling you right now, I thoroughly believe in you you've got to speak it out and then follow through in those actions i'm a hundred percent behind that that's why i love hearing people talk about it make sure you're going and speaking out her stuff and go follow her and see what she's got going on if you're finding me through through michelle well look i'm looking for the same thing give us a like a follow a share it matters it might seem yes. cliche similar to when your kids are watching shows and they're like smash that like button that follow button yeah. listen that's the way the algorithms work, folks. Those people have figured it out. I figured it out. I need you to figure it out. Take that time. Make sure you're doing that for us. It matters to all, all of us. Do you have any speaking engagements, anything coming up here anytime soon that uh, people should be on the lookout for? Uh, yes, I'm keynote speaking um, February uh, 25th. Uh, in Tampa, the Tampa Garden Center. And then I am keynote speaking at uh, March 10th at uh, a level rise up event in uh, Clearwater, Florida. Uh, my next live class is in March, but I do have a free manifestation video course on my website right now that anybody can go take. Um, it's a seven day video course that I created to help you get started manifesting. So go check it out. There you go, folks. And then Make sure you come back and join us next week. It's always Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to have a gentleman on named Michael. And I'm not going to try. I'm going to butcher his last name. It's, it's Cinquino. I butcher everybody's last name. It's <laughs> C-I-N-Q-U-I-N-O. He's the co-founder of Soho Creative Studios. He's an adjunct professor up at St. Paul uh, College in New Hampshire. He, he has figured out a way. He inter intersects creativity and businesses. He's been doing it for two decades. He's all, he's a Navy vet. We'll be nice to him. You know, we, we try. Remember Navy. frogmen. Yeah. Remember Navy, never again, volunteer yourself as Marines. You know, we try, <laughs> you know, we do that for him, but we're going to get ready to close things up and don't log off on me, Michelle. I want to talk okay. to you just a moment afterwards. I know you've lit. I know you have manifested all 200 and some odd episodes as we've talked about before you brought them all in at the, you know, then what's about, you know, what's about to happen next then, right? what so the guest always gets the final word in every episode so 
What is your final word for us, Michelle? My final word of the night is you are way more powerful, way more protected, and way more magical than you believe. So go and manifest your miracles today. Alrighty, folks, be sure to push your stool in. This has been a Second Front Podcast presentation found on Apple, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. 